Blog Talk Radio. God Raffle History. Fuck you like a birthday! To be the man! You gotta beat the man! We'll beat your work for being a little man! Atlanta GA Hotland is a free bird town, man! Ah! Thank you! Thank you very, very much. A very spirited crowd here today at the Television Sports Arena. All right, welcome to a very special edition of GWH TV Talk. This is the horror, wrestle horror edition. Ah, forget that crap. This is, uh, (laughs) once again, it is Sunday night. GWH TV Talk on the Georgia Wrestling History Network. And um, the big mystery tonight, as we get ready for Halloween Tuesday, and everybody, you know, we've been all talking Halloween havoc and all this other crazy stuff, is it's Russell Horror edition of GWH TV Talk. And oddly enough, one half of the crew tonight has come up missing, perhaps. Baron Von Frankenstein has kidnapped them, but I am Stony, and with me tonight, even with the race on, is Mike Garrett. What's up, Mike? Up, just chilling, hanging out. I just got. And a, what's, go- uh, what's going on in the race, man? You're watching a race? <laughs> Actually, a bunch of bunch of hostility. It's a short track, so uh, it's the last cool race of the year. There's uh, Texas coming up and the finale at Homestead, but they're mile-and-a-half cookie-cutter, kind of boring tracks. So Martinsville is one of those short tracks, like old school, where you beat and bang and go in this chase. So it was a great one. It lived up to the hype. And for the first time ever, they ran under the lights. There you go. If you guys are sitting there thinking, this is a wrestling show, man, why are we talking about racing? Why are we talking about racing? Well, we are in the South. And maybe there is nothing in the South more popular than wrestling than racing. True that. I mean, NASCAR started in the South. It was a bootlegging thing. Even I know that. I've watched the history on it. Um, and, and, of course, you know, the Dukes of Hazard. I mean, come on. Right. right? So, True. And then back in the days of the territories, the wrestlers used to race from city to city to city to city to city every night of the week. So, hey, cars and racing racing is in our southern blood. It is. So, one of these days, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a fan of the round track, but one of these days I will get Mikey to take me to Jackson for some drag racing. Well, I'll tell you what, Sonny, what they're doing in Charlotte now is they're, they have re, they have actually opened up and tested and Goodyear's tested these cars and stuff at the road course at the infield of the track. So they are going to reconfigure the track to where it will actually be a road course, to where they use the front stretch and then they dive and have like 14 turns total. And that's only 90 minutes away. That will be cool. And, oh, and wow. also that – that racetrack, Charlotte uh, Motor Speedway, um, that's where they have Carolina Rebellion and a few other things have came. But it is the second largest TV screen in the U.S. behind the Jerry Jones-owned one over in Texas. I won't say the name of that team because I just don't ever say the name of that team. So, <laughs> so there you go. So, well, you know, another cool thing about Charlotte is is, is – while, you know, I, I like to support the home the home team over in, in Atlanta, 
Um, I will say for comfort and for watching a football game, um, I will say I will prefer Carolina Coliseum, whatever the hell it's called, the Panthers home yeah. stadium, um, because I, I am pretty sure the new place in Atlanta is a lot bigger, but in the Georgia Dome, you would sit up near the top and it would be like watching ants, whereas in Carolina Coliseum, where, where the Charlotte Panthers play, if you're like five rows from the top and you're looking down in the middle, it's like watching on TV. Yep. I remember when they opened that stadium, um, uh, gosh, I was young. I wasn't 21. Jacksonville Jaguars and the Panthers came the same year, and it was called Erickson Stadium then. And I remember I went to it, and I was drinking a lot because I was young. And I remember going to take a piss and just looked up, and there was a game on an HDTV. And, I mean, this was the it was the most state-of-the-art stadium um, when it was built for quite a few years. Mind-blowing. But, of course, now Atlanta has the most state-of-the-art stadium until whoever builds the next one. And I just got a text from our Will. I just got a text from our Will Wheeler saying he's on the road back from Asheville, and I just texted him back, we'll call in, ho. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, it's not like we've never had anybody call in from the road. I mean, I'm pretty sure uh, Manny Fernandez was driving when he talked to us. Yes, he was, until he got so, home, so. and all his boys <laughs> want a beer. There you go. Well, you know, the the funny thing is, is I've seen, like, photographs of that new Atlanta stadium compared to the Georgia Dome. It kind of reminds me of those those old, uh, uh, like, the moon, the, the moon thing, the, the, the spaceship that landed on the moon. Yeah, it reminded what it me of kind of huge, looks like. Huge, it reminded me of the huge, huge, huge version of a planetarium. Yeah, it, it's not very attractive, is it? Um, not all, not the versions I've seen, but I would, I'd have to go see it. The retractable little cyclone roof might actually be cool in person. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. I, um, I'm gonna go per- see it. <clears throat> me personally, I prefer no top. Yeah, so, yeah, real. You know, but we we always talk about is, back in the day with wrestling. We always talk about how back in the day men were men. Well, I don't know if people remember, but people remember games in the frozen, what we call the frozen tundra, the Vikings in Green Bay playing outdoors in the snow on ice. I mean, come on, guys. Yeah, I tell you, the main reason they they built these state of the art covered domes, blah 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 blah. Is basically to host the Super Bowl, bring a lot of revenue in, and maybe you know, like in '96 when they built the dome to host the Olympics. Um, you can also do other things, uh, host other big, big things in there as well. So that's why they kind of go to that. But it kind of sucks that not many people, unless they seem to be out west, are, are building open stadiums at all anymore. And actually, yeah. there's only been a couple out west. So it's mostly the dome thing, um, Superdome, this dome, Mercedes dome, Hyundai dome, Energizer dome, you know, you know, Thunderdome. Thunderdome movie. Yeah. So, so, well, you know, if I remember, you were talking about Super Bowl a few years ago. The Super Bowl was held in New York, and if I remember correctly, that wasn't a dome. Uh, I think you might be that right. It wasn't even that's covered. Great, yeah, it's a great market for. Uh, 
for sports too. Anytime the New England area and all that, like I don't think you'll ever see New England or Green Bay ever have a dome. I just don't think it'll happen. Um, probably not <laughs> Chicago, um, but it does happen. But again, you know, like when they built the Georgia Dome, they did get a couple WrestleManias, uh, some Royal Rumbles, things they couldn't have got if they had to build it open, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and true, they are going to get um, they are going to get a WrestleMania rather fast, according to Forbes. dot com. Um, this new Mercedes Benz uh, Superdome, I guess they're calling it for Atlanta. Um, they are going to get one. It's going to be like within the next few years, there'll be a WrestleMania in Atlanta, which would be cool. Well, I mean, it wouldn't be the first one. No, it wouldn't. And um, the week yeah. leading up to WrestleMania usually be across the street at the World Congress Center with a bunch of cool stuff, and it'll be cool. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. So, all right. Well, want to let you guys know it is Sunday. That means in a couple of days it is Halloween. Um, I think Mike and I are probably both too old to uh, indulge in, in Halloween, and I think, you know, our, our kids are probably too old to indulge in Halloween. But that doesn't mean that we don't enjoy Halloween. Matter of fact, last night I donned the makeup and went to a uh, a, a large screening of an old Hammer Films movie. Frankenstein has, or excuse me, Dracula has risen from the grave from 1969. Got to hang out with one of the stars of the film, and uh, that was really, really cool. So, um, hey, guys, get ready. I mean, if you don't watch horror films normally, the next couple days, I'm sure they will be. I'm pretty sure what one of the channels has, like, 25 days of horror or scare your pants off or some kind of crap like that. Watch that. That's all good. Later on in the show, we are going to talk about scary wrestlers, so that should be fun. But what I want to do is I want to bring up a couple of things really quick. I want to mention um, in December, the beginning of December, Holiday Havoc. Um, I think it is uh, the 12th or something like that. Go check it out online. Viral Pro Wrestling, their annual holiday event, and they have just announced – the Rock and Roll Express will be in action. And I, I for one, am pretty excited. Um, I know Paul Knight is pretty excited. I'm sure Will is pretty excited. And I know Mike Garrett is pretty excited. Yeah, man. Ricky and Ricky Mike's, and Robert. <laughs> Mike's probably like, I, I'm too young to remember those guys. <laughs> nah, I remember them very well, very well. So, you know, nobody can be too young to remember the Rock and Roll Express because they're still wrestling, and they've been wrestling since, like, the 70s or something like that. Um, but this should be great for fans in the south of mullets. Rock and Roll, Southern Rock, this should be a, a great time. Pretty excited. They had with Buff Bagwell a couple events ago. So, VBW, Viral Pro Wrestling, Thompson, Georgia, is really trying to bring some uh, – they've got new wrestlers and some pretty, pretty really talented. They had John Schuyler, and they're really trying to, to mix it all up with some of the classic wrestlers, um, which is great because that's what we love here in the South with our indie wrestling. So, um, and um, we are hoping um, – uh, I was talking to uh, – to Josh, the owner from Viral Pro Wrestling, we are hoping to maybe get 
Ricky and or Robert, maybe both of them, to call in our show before then, and that would be pretty awesome. So, yeah, it would. Maybe if I'm somebody sure just Ricky. tells uh, tells uh, Ricky that our favorite tagline is, that's all I know, that's all I know, then for sure he <laughs> would have to call in, right? Um, if that's all he knows. Yeah, so, I mean, hopefully he doesn't get mad at us for that because, I mean, I'm going to be at the show. I'd hate for him to, like, drop kick me or something. So, <laughs> but that's one thing. And it can. That's cool. What's that? I said, and he still can. Yep, he still can. I don't know if they could do the double drop kick, but. Yeah, yeah, that was a thing back in the day. That hot yep. tag, man, I think Rolex Best helped make that famous, the hot tag. There you go. So, as a matter of so fact, before I'm we get Starcade '87, Shottown Heat. I'm sure they're on this. Um, it's kind of close. It's the Glory Bound one that took place on um, Thanksgiving Day. If you remember that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I don't. I, I didn't have time to look at the car, but I'm pretty sure that the Rock and Roll Express is on this bill. I think they are. I'm pretty sure. So. All right, well, before we get into our regular particulars, why don't we do this in the spirit of Halloween? And just because some of our listeners might take to heart what we have to say, and um, they might be in a need of a little um, expertise. How about, Mikey, there's only two of us on here, so only two of us could really lend our expertise. How about a recommendation for a horror movie for a Halloween night. <clears throat> I uh, A could maybe get it down to two. I don't okay. know if I could get it down to one. Um, I would go, my first would be Halloween from 1978, I think, the movie Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um, or um, the mid-2000s Corpse Bride. <laughs> I love that movie. Um, but, <laughs> there you um, go. Not, one that's not a movie that I've already watched this year twice on ABC because they did it during the week and then they did it Friday night um, was this the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown. You can't go, but that that's like thirty minutes. So it's not really a movie, but you got to throw yeah. that in there each. Well, that's a classic. I mean, you, you yeah, is. heck yeah. <laughs> so I mean, how can you not want to like find the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown? So. Um. Let me see. I would say I'm going to throw out something. Uh, you know, maybe. Well, I know yours. Yours were were a little different. I kind of like that. I am going to throw out the '80s movie Trick or Treat with Sammy Curry as uh, the rock and roll demon. Um, the lead in the the other lead is uh, the kid that played on Family Ties. And it also includes cameos from Ozzy Osbourne and Gene Simmons as the DJ. Nice. Um, I was going to say Shocker, but it's almost the same movie. But I'm going to say that. But for my other one, I'm going to save my other one because my other one will be mentioned in our history notes tonight. Nice. So, but there you go. Your recommendations. So any any more recommendations for, for, for... for Halloween. Those are great recommendations, Mike. You did an awesome job. If you've never seen Halloween is Grinch Night <laughs> by the Dr. Seuss movie, um, I mm-hmm. mean, show, it's another 25 minutes. 
deal. But uh, if you can find that, that one's great too. There you go. And uh, the Paul Wynn 1977-78 Halloween special featuring the original Wizard of Oz, uh, Wicked Witch of the West, and a three-song cameo from the band Kiss. That's a good one. Nice. Hey, and I'm pretty sure you can some... find all these on Facebook and on YouTube. And was the movie Carrie, did that have a Halloween tie into it or not? No, I think it was just a scary thing. It was a prom thing. But then again, no, prom is usually um, early summer, late spring. Okay. All right. All right. So, I couldn't. All right. So, okay, so those are your recommendations for your horror movies for this upcoming week. But, of course, you know, everybody likes what they like. You know, you could always, you know, sit through the whole Friday the 13th franchise or – you can watch uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, um, or you can, you can go back it. in time. You could, you could go comedy with it and do Young Frankenstein. Young Frankenstein is a classic. It is very well a classic. Four or five, and that thing stood the test of time, as funny can be. So, and it oh, yeah. still would line up pretty good with Halloween. There you go. There you go. Um, and actually, going to. Uh, to see a movie a week from today. Um, anybody out there in Augusta area that is listening, um, a week from today, I believe that's the 5th at Evans uh, Theater at 2 o'clock. They're going to be showing, uh, by the same director, I believe, Blazing Saddles. Not a Halloween movie, but I'm just throwing that out there. So, yeah. Now, those movies are cool. They they seem to do those pretty often, and we went to the 30th anniversary of Bobby, me, Skyler, and Wendy Bolin, um, and a couple other people went to uh, the Breakfast Club 30-year reunion movie. And it was great, out at Regal Cinema and Robert C. Daniel. And um, it's oh, cool yeah. that they do that. For the classics, you know, they bring them back, and, you know, not everybody's going to love it, so they give it, like, a little special time where you don't have to stay out till midnight, which I like. Um, you know, the the it doesn't have, like, a full night price. Usually it's, like, a little less, and I had a ball, so I might even go to that. There you go. There you go. Yeah, they've had some great ones. They had the, uh, um, oh, what was it, um, Back to the Future 2, um, they did the anniversary of Jaws, like you said, the Breakfast Club. I mean, all really, really cool yeah. things. So. They did a Motley Crue right. thing not too long ago. Uh, the, oh, uh, yeah, well, they do concerts, too. Tour. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, getting cool. Um, they're getting a, more reasons to get out. There you go, and I think uh, they either did that or they're going to do that with Black Sabbath at the end. See, guys, we like we just, we just like good kick-ass stuff, just how it is. Rock and roll, wrestling. Sports. I, I'm sure one of us likes Ding. I am too. <laughs> we we should have, we should have a wide world of wrestling episode where we talk about you know the the uh, remember the TV show where they used to have the bowling TV show. You sit there and watch people bowl and <sighs> very exciting stuff. <laughs> For a minute when you said All right. like rock and roll, you like sports. I thought you were talking about the Freebirds. Yeah, or the Rock and Roll Express. There you go. 
All right. Well, before we get too knee-deep into stuff that has nothing to do with wrestling but is just as cool, we should probably go ahead and knock out our birthdays. And um, normally Steve does this, but um, we don't know where Steve is, and we hope he's okay. So, hey, Steve, if you're out there listening anywhere, stay chill, bro. All right. So, birthdays. Birthdays for tonight. And, by the way, yesterday was Will's birthday, so we want to throw out another late birthday to Will. Um, but birthday today, Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff, one of Hulk Hogan's greatest rivals. Yeah. Give me some Paul Orndorff. Um, on the 30th, which is tomorrow, Jody Peterman, Alex Portro, and Edge. Edge. Love Edge. The 31st, hey, how ironic is this? His birthday is on Halloween, the Boogeyman. The worm guy, right? I do. I, I never really watched him wrestle too much, but um, somehow my email just went away. I was trying to follow you, but somewhere it just went away magically. No. Well, let's hope well, you can keep, find it. So. Yeah, I'm trying to find it. See if it went to another box or something. We'll see here. There you go. But who? who All right, November first. November first. Just recently passed away. The late great. Bobby Heenan, one of the all-time greatest not only managers, but commentators of all time, if not the greatest. I mean, that's that's up to debate. It is. So, on the second, Queen Charmel, and then a gentleman by the name of Cliff Compton. You might better know him as Domino from the team Deuce and Domino. Not really hmm. sure if he's still wrestling or not. So, um, November 3rd, and this is where our competition comes in for our birthday lap dance this year. Are you ready? Don Marie and Jackie Gata. There you go. I'm not really sure on either of those. Let's just send both. There you go. That'll I think work. we should just send send both, and let's hope that they're, they're not scared of the boogeyman. So, yeah. so happy birthday yeah. once again to uh, – Paul Orndorff, Jody Peterman, Alex Portreau, Edge, The Boogeyman, Bobby Heenan, Charmel, Cliff Hampton, a.k.a. Domino, Don Marie, and Jackie Gata. Happy birthday from all of us at GWH TV Talk, as well as everyone. I'd like to thank everyone at GWH, period. So, all right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and get started with history. What's that? I said, and again, oh, and a late birthday to Will Wheeler. Yeah, and, and yeah. hey man, I think uh, as, as, as unprofessional as this may be, if you get a chance while you're doing the uh, news and stuff, shoot me that email over again. Oh, that's that's fun. Okay, let's see um, if if I can do that. So, um, <laughs> because uh, that 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 takes some coordination. So let's see what happens. Yeah. Um, I see Will has seen the message from us. So, um, right. Actually, why don't we do this? I'm going to shoot over here okay, and send you that email. But what we are going to do is um, da, 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 da. let's um, while I'm doing this, since it, 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 apparently it's kind of hard for me to uh, do two things at once. Um, okay, man. I am. I am going to um, ask you to give us an update on new wrestling while I do this real quick. Or your opinion, or what you like that's going on right now in the WWE. 
Well, I learned today that uh, Emma, Summer Rae, and, uh, oh gosh, Darren, uh, I should forget his name, the uh, the black guy, Darren, eh, I forget. Um, yeah, those three were released from WWE. Um, I didn't know that Summer Rae was still with WWE, but I, I, I did know Emma was still there. That was a big surprise. Don't know what happened. Uh, well, yeah, even I know that she was in a. Even I know that she was kind of in an angle recently. Matter of fact, wasn't right. she in a, a pretty big match at the last pay per view, right? Oh yes, yeah. she is the one that got to wrestle uh, the debut of Oscar. And uh, if you remember, I posted in our wrestling news and shit group a thing that said "Rest in peace, Emma," and it gave her date of birth till the date of that pay-per-view TLC, which is kind of ironic because I don't think she actually wrestled the next night on Raw, and then now she's gone. So, hmm. but I still haven't heard anything on Neville. Um, nobody really knows his status and why why he walked out. Um, what the deal is there? If, if I was to guess, I would say it's probably because the cruiserweight thing is just a clusterfuck. Um, really, like, it's just a bunch of people that know that they'll never have a shot at the the Raw Heavyweight Championship. And at the same time, they also have to watch Enzo be the champion. I could be reading into that. And uh, then the meningitis thing. Uh <laughs> Don't know if Roman and Bray and I think a couple others, Bo Dallas, uh, all those that were affected by the meningitis thing going around backstage. I don't know. I haven't heard any updates on who's better, who's worse, who's back. But that did leave um, a a great pay-per-view and the the Finn Balor-AJ Styles match at the the, uh, pay-per-view. I'd rather watch that than the Bray Wyatt-Finn Balor match any day. And it turned out to be really great. I mean, they put on one hell of a match for two dudes that uh, don't even travel together and haven't wrestled each other. And I don't even know if they've wrestled each other in two years because Finn debuted and then got hurt, and then they had the brand split. So they did well. Hmm. There you go. Real good. So, and and uh, I guess I will throw this in. I mean, by the way, I sent you the email, so I, you know, I forwarded it to you, so hopefully you got it. So um, I did notice while I was trying to catch up on TNA this week, because I've been, I, I've kind of missed out on TNA recently. I did notice that um, there are a few wrestlers that we haven't seen in a while on TNA that that could make it pretty exciting. But I also noticed that um, Dutch Mantel and Jim Cornette are playing pretty big parts on um, on TNA, which might, which kind of has me a little bit interested in checking that out. Um, but what I would really like to find is I'd really like to find a way to catch some Ring of Honor because uh, right now, what is it, Kenny Omega and um, and uh, Rhodes are kind of yeah. going at it. So yeah. um, I've heard so the there seems to be Ring some exciting stuff. I've heard the rumor that Ring of Honor may see Neville if he can get his release done and all that stuff. There you go. There you go. And, of course, uh, those of you who follow wrestling, you guys know that recently, and there's the odd part, is uh, TNA, I think, changed their name to Global. And the funny part about that is, is um, as we know, Global is a Jeff Jarrett thing, and apparently in the process, Jeff Jarrett got the boot. Yes. Got <laughs> that boot. 
So that's kind of like the equivalent of a dude from Buzz on Biz here becoming a partner at Verge and then taking Verge and then pretty much dumping Verge. And Verge is a newspaper, if you guys aren't wondering. So that's probably a little bit too much for all of you guys to, to stomach all at once. So. All right. Well, what is the next pay-per-view? Maybe maybe you can tell us that. What is the next pay-per-view? Because I have no clue what the next pay-per-view is. Man, you know I do not know. <laughs> well, that's I good. know Survivor that's okay. Series is coming up. You know what? Survivor Series is the next one. And it's the uh, – I think it's the only one or one of two. I think it may be the only one where it's SmackDown versus Raw. Cool. So that be good. Yeah, so. it actually should be good. Um, Tinder Mahal – I, I was telling my daughter this. Jinder Mahal will fight uh, Brock Lesnar. And out of all the people that have fought Brock Lesnar that have been worthy and gender in my eyes is kind of a joke, a, a really good-looking physique and all, but <laughs> a joke, um, watch him beat Brock Lesnar somehow in a way that only WWE could write. There you go. Yeah. You know, maybe maybe they're trying. Maybe they want to get rid of the universal title, and maybe they'll be. Maybe they can unify it because that's to me. I mean, a the title really nobody gives a crap about it. But I would have rather they brought the old gold NWA title back, and B, um, it's never defended. So who really gives a crap? I was gonna say um, whenever you said do away with it, I was like, well, that's kind of what they did when they gave it to Brock. They did away with it. Yeah. <laughs> I guess Pretty much. You never see it. You never, and if you do see it, you know, all you do is you see the Paul Heyman. Hey, my name is Paul Heyman. You go down there, you see a little promo, and that's it. I mean, yeah. has Brock ever wrestled on Raw? Has Brock wrestled on Raw in two years? No, I don't think so. He might have beat somebody up. That's about it. He might have beat somebody yeah. up. He might have ripped the car yeah. door off of a car and threw it at some fans and injured them. Very good. So, but you know the thing that, but see, nobody really cares about that. What everybody's really excited about is the return of Kane. Yeah, I was kind of happy okay. Though, okay. at the end of that raw. I watched it like right before y'all got to my house for the last taping. I was probably like, mm-hmm. "Wow, man, Kane come back. That's really cool." And and real quick, um, the shot down thing just came on. It's the uh, Rock and Roll Express versus the Midnight Express with Bubba Rogers and Jim Cornette, the Skywalker Classic. match. Classic. Yeah. yeah and so I believe is this, so uh, this is the one. This is the one where Cornette blows out both knees. I believe it is. He's going to get up there and try to hang in the in, in the adrenaline and get caught up in the moment. Yeah, you're right. It did happen in Chicago, and yeah. <laughs> it's painful but, to watch. But of course, um the uh the match to watch in this in, in that has to be Steamboat and Flair. Yeah. Part of the trilogy, part yeah. of the classic trilogy. So The opening match was pretty good. Uh the Freebirds with uh Sting versus uh Rick Steiner and a gosh, a couple other people I forget exactly what it was. I was talking to you and doing some other stuff, and man, every time I walked around, there was just some high-flying stuff. Rick Steiner was almost cut like Scott back then. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that's one of the, 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 the greatest ones of all time. So, and but speaking of which, I guess uh, we should get into history and Let's go ahead it. and do that. 
because we're already like halfway through the show, guys. Well, maybe not quite. So, all right. Well, uh, we're going to go ahead and start off. 32 years ago today on Mid-Atlantic Championship Wrestling, the legendary Dusty Rose delivered his now legendary Hot Times promo, focusing on what NWA World Champion Ric Flair did when he took Dusty Rhodes out of action. Rhodes would then win the NWA world title at Starcade 85. We were just talking about Starcade, only to have the decision reversed a week later. Hot times. Hey. There you go. Hot times is when you hot times is when when Mike Garrett loses his email for the show and he has to figure out how to wing it on the fly. Hot times is when it's Sunday and Mike Garrett puts on the TV and he can't find racing. Hot times is but well, we don't know where where, where the other two people on our show is, is hot times. <laughs> That's hard times. Hot times. Hot times is when it's Halloween and you can't figure out how to watch a copy of It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Hot times. Man, that was a great That's speech. And, and, and yeah, I know yeah. some of you guys are going, why is he making fun of it? Because we're having fun on this show. We we take this very seriously. Dusty Rhodes, is, you know, when Dusty Rhodes passed away, a lot of people were passing away, but that one, man, for a whole week I was numb. So kind of like, kind of like Uncle, Uncle, Uncle Dusty, you know what I mean? So. Yeah, yeah. And not to mention, I got the pleasure of 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 we went to an event in Charlotte, uh, Joe and I, and uh, and one of the the guys that used to run a show um, that used to always run his mouth all the time pulled him aside to interview him. He goes, "Hold the camera," and Dusty looked at me and pushed him out of the way. So we, we kind of laughed at that. So. All right, 29 years ago today in New Orleans, Louisiana, the Road Warriors' Hawk and Animal defeated the Midnight Express, Bobby, a- Bobby Eaton, and Stan Lane to win the NWA World Tag Team Championship. Yep, yep. That's All that right. There you go. Are you, are you, you got your email back up. Yep, I got it. All right. Well, why don't you go ahead and take the next bunch. Why don't you take Will's bunch because Will ain't here to take his bunch. I'll take Birthday Boy. Years ago, a long fucking time ago, on November 1st, NWA World Heavyweight Champion Orville Brown is injured in an automobile accident. The injury cancels an upcoming Unification World title match between Brown and Lou Fez, and Brown is forced to retire. The National Wrestling Alliance's world title held by Brown is forfeited to the National Wrestling Association's world champion, Lou Fez. Fez would go on to unify the many world championships of various wrestling territories around the country over the next three years, finally claiming the undisputed championship in 1952. As I said, a long fucking time ago, but classic. Um, 20 years ago, um, November 1st, WWF champion Bret Hart officially signs with WCW. Um I don't know if he's like officially signed that day or it was when we officially found out, but it was right around that time. And in an interview with TSN's Off the Record, um, which I'm addicted to on YouTube, a month later, Hart revealed his contract was the $2.5 million a year, up from $1.5 million base annual salary he was getting late in his WWF run for three years. A lighter schedule and reasonable creative control. I don't know what the adjective reasonable means ahead of creative control, but brother, I can tell you, Hulk Hogan would have never had the word reasonable allowed in his shit. 
There you go. And, uh, and, and, and you know, there quick, wasn't yeah, there wasn't that much in WCW that was very reasonable at towards the end there. So. No, you're you're getting to stay home like uh, doing one third of the dates. You were getting three times the money, and basically Ted Turner was just writing that shit off as a loss. So, hey man, at the yeah. end of the day, people have families, you know. Yeah. But, but I got some more news. This would be uh, my original news that I was supposed to read. Um, Twenty years ago. Not today, but on November 3rd on Nitro, and for our younger listeners that maybe were born in the 90s, that's WCW Monday Night Nitro. From Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Perry Saturn in his WCW television in-ring debut defeated Disco Inferno to win the WCW World Television Championship. Us wrestling insiders, quote-unquote, we refer to this as one of the top five bullshit times of ever in wrestling. Ranging up there with the finger poke of doom uh, with Kevin Nash and Hulk Hogan and uh, all the other stuff that you could think of that was just fucked up in wrestling. Um, Harry Satter defeating Disco Inferno in his debut was just I – didn't, I, I didn't watch Nitro for like six weeks. and um, But I digress. Nineteen years ago on November 3rd, Jesse the Body Ventura – Running as an independent candidate, is elected the 38th governor of Minnesota, and on a little side note, started asking people to call him Jesse the Mind Ventura for anybody that gives a shit about that. But um, turns out that uh, he ended up doing pretty good for his state from what I understand. There you go. There you go. Maybe he was the mind because um, you could see his brain since he didn't really have any hair. Yeah. Dude, I'm going to tell you, though, so. him and Vince, as a combo were were one of the top two or three commentating combos back in my day. Oh, there easy. was some good ones. You know, and uh, but I loved how I loved how Jesse actually said things that made sense. You know what I mean? When some heel guys just they just play devil's advocate over and over and over. There you go, there you go. He was like the uh yeah. Good stuff. So he was like the Madden of video games. So except for he was. TV. So <laughs> all right. Well, 35 years ago on November 4th in No Folk, Virginia, Greg Valentine defeated Wahoo McDaniel to win the NWA United States Championship. Two great wrestlers. You know that had to be in a great match. And here you go. This is uh, my other recommendation for what movie to watch on Halloween night. 29 years ago, they, uh, well, excuse me, 29 years ago on November 4th, They Live is released in theaters. The movie directed by John Carpenter is Roddy Piper's first starring role in a featured film. Piper plays John Nada. Nada was never named until the closing credits. Nada, you know, like, not a damn thing. Piper plays, uh, uh, excuse me, an unemployed drifter who discovers... After putting on a pair of sunglasses, he's surrounded by aliens manipulating the world around them through subliminal advertising. Keith David is also one of the main protagonists, playing construction worker Frank Armitage, who benefits nada. They live signature line, I've come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass, and I'm all out of bubblegum. It's classic. Louis Gossett Jr. was also in that movie and had a great, great role. Awesome movie. I I think we we actually 
when we had the studio downtown and we had uh, Halloween movies all month, we actually showed that movie as one of our movies during the month of October. So if you've never seen They Live, great movie. And, and it's odd because in theory, it's not really a scary movie or a monster movie, but the way it's shot and the way that it's led through the movie, it is kind of creepy. And so it kind of creeps you scared in a way. You kind because of, it, it's kind of like watching the Tom Cruise version of uh, of uh, War of the Worlds, where it's almost um, you can almost like sure that really happening. I mean, it, it kind of like almost sucks you in. So if you've never seen They Live, watch They Live. Yeah. Do you have any, any favorite moments from There They Live, Mike? I know you've seen it like a thousand times, like I have. Yeah, and if you can put on some sunglasses and tell if people are evil or good or bad or, you know, whatever, it's a pretty cool movie. Um, but, no, man, it was a classic movie, honestly. I've seen it. I've even seen it recently. Um, I put it in from time to time. I like it. The, con- the confusing drifter who- who's just a loner, he's kind of like John Rambo walking into town and everything, and then things take a turn, and it becomes really cool. Except, there you uh, go. unlike John, unlike John Rambo, he goes full full war and everything, and this is a, just a little different. I don't want to ruin yeah. it, man. People haven't seen it. Yeah, you need to see it. There you go. And it's a very, um, you know, not odd from John Carpenter. It is a very unique storyline as well. I mean, you know, um, um, during you know the the time period, you know, eighties and nineties, the big thing was, you know, let's see how much blood we can have, whether it's horror movies or Rambo. Um, but that movie actually had a unique – it was kind of like horror sci- sci-fi um, yeah. kind of thing, kind of like along the lines with um, – oh, what is the movie? Um, uh, Keanu Reeves remade it. Um, the Day the Earth Stood Still. Um, yeah. Very unique in Invasion of the Body Snatchers. You know, the aliens come to live on our planet kind of thing. Oh, yeah. So um, – um, if you want a really, really cool version of that, there is a um, – if you remember the old um, – um, oh, um, God, what is the old TV show? Um, the Twilight Zone, the original Twilight oh, yeah. Zone. There is one um, um, where the aliens are taking people to their planet, and people are reading the book, and it turns out – that they're actually taking people to their planet to eat them. Yeah, there's so many so. cool episodes of the Twilight Zone. It's like Tales from the Crypt. There was some eerie episodes. But no, man, uh, They Live is always going to be a classic, um, <laughs> especially with, with famous quotes like the bubblegum quote and the uh, either put on these glasses or start eating that trash can. There you go. <laughs> some good ones. Some real good ones. It looks like you dipped your face in cheese dip back in 1957. <laughs> John Knott is just uh, one-liners like crazy. There you go. You know, that that was the time period of one-liners. You, know, you had Rambo with one-liners. Everybody had one-liners. Clint Eastwood had one-liners. Chrissy, Clint Eastwood would have made, like, an awesome – well, Dirty Harry. Dirty Harry would have made, like, an awesome wrestler. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I'm just I'm just saying who else would be able to cut a promo like 
like him. You know what I mean? I mean that that would just be the greatest thing of all time. So. Yeah. All right. Well, speaking of scary, and this is only because you know we've kind of taken up like most of the show just talking and and hoping that somebody else would show up, but nobody else has showed up, and that's okay because screw it, we're having fun doing our thing. So, um, since it is Halloween. Life's a bitch. What's that? I said life's a bitch, and she's in heat. There you go. It was another. It was another right. daily quote. Well, there you go. So, and those quotes they live forever and ever and <laughs> ever. All right. So, in the hist- in 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 honor of Halloween, we are going to we we have a list, and it was supposed to be a top ten list, but since we really didn't have time to work on it, we have a list. We have a list. A list. It's not necessarily a top ten. Um, maybe Mike will put the list on our Facebook and maybe you guys will say what your favorites are and maybe we can make a top 10 list, but if it doesn't really matter because by next show, Halloween will be over. We won't give a crap. We'll be ready for turkey, dressing, mashed potatoes, cranberries, and stuff like that. So, but this is scary wrestlers. And I don't just mean, you know, like, ooh, Andre the Giant was big and scary. I mean, like scary characters, evil characters. Yada, yada, yada. And I broke the list down into Southern and then, of course, you know, WWE, WWF, because yada, yada, yada. So, um, and a couple of these are kind of really funny because they were movie-related. I will start with those. Would you believe, Mike, if you didn't already know this, USWA and Memphis Wrestling both pretty much tie and see each other? Yeah. Had Leatherface and Freddy, as in Freddy Krueger. Hmm. I did not. I did not know there was a Freddy Krueger wrestler. Two classic movie wrestlers. And wrestling back then also had, now, not exactly Jason Voorhees, but were the hockey mask, Lord Humongous, based on another movie character. And Lord Humongous, um, I don't know if anybody's listening, but Sid Vicious, Sid Vicious. Hopefully nobody heard me. I don't, I don't want to break kayfabe, but it was Sid Vicious. So, and and actually, guys, Freddie was a famous wrestler too. So maybe you guys can do some research and find out who Freddie was. So. Yeah, not now. I, and I know Mike's Mom, got uh, his TV, and Mike, dude, it's funny because Mike's got his TV. He can find anything. I know Mike's probably clicking, going, "Who's who was Freddy? Who was Freddy?" Shit, I grew up on that. You forget, I turned forty before Will did two days ago. Way before. Yeah, yeah, but the funny thing is, 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 is when it comes to knowing wrestling, um, none, uh, none of us can really compete with Will. No, we can't. Like, I'll be honest, I didn't have cable until I was thirteen. So all I ever got to see was the AWA stuff that came on Saturdays at one or two or whatever, and then the once a month when they did Saturday night's main event WWF or WWWF, whichever it was then. So that's really all I got to see. Um, the NWA stuff was really actually hard to find until I got Superstation. So 
So until I had cable, man, I really didn't know Ronnie Garvin, Rick Flair, you know, all those people. Yeah. Well, luckily I was but, blessed to to get one of those odd channels that had uh, uh, Southwest. So. Yeah. But yeah, our our, our scary wrestler list. Uh, who who I, I is scarier? And oh, go go ahead, go ahead, go shoot. Um, uh, rest in peace. I think. Um, hopefully I didn't say that if he's still alive, but I think he passed. The guy, oh God, Viscara that was in a WWF Attitude Era, I think. Or yeah. Viscara. Do you know who I'm yeah. talking about? The dude yeah, I know you're talking about. Freaking, yeah, that dude looked freaking scary, for real. And I wasn't. He was scary back then. Yeah. <laughs> he was because, uh, but of course, if you talk about scary wrestlers, man, the first one that I was like, holy shit, I would want to hold my parents' hand when I was a kid if I met this dude or seen him coming down the aisle at a show, that would be the missing link. That dude scared the shit out of me. But he's uh, awesome. I love the missing link. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Awesome, uh, oh man. I, heck yeah. WCCW out of Yelp. Texas. The missing link was awesome. So um, well, you know, one also from that time period that uh, the great Kabuki, I thought, was a little kind of when I was younger. I thought yeah. it was scary. So, but but one one that I thought uh, was scary um, that I actually got to meet and was like a big. I uh, here here I am going breaking Craig Kayfabe again. Abdullah the Butcher. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, he was scary for a, for a long time. He had a scary run. Well, yeah, I mean, because every time you turned around, he was trying to shove a fork in somebody's face. So, Kevin Sullivan. Kevin Sullivan, I mean, how many cult factions did he have? Every time you turned around, he was like like the Charles Manson of wrestling. And and what they were, they they had like a a dungeon. They had a place like in the Himalayas. Uh, I want to say they like, Fought like in the concession area. I mean, I think might have even fought in Lake Michigan or something. I mean, every time he turned around, he was doing something crazy. Yeah. Do you remember? Uh, this is again my AWA coming out of me. Um, do you remember Mad Dog? I can't remember his name. Deshaun. But he was. I think. Do you want so. Mad Dog Deshaun? Yeah. There you go. That's it. That wore the black kind of King Kong Bundy looking. Thing, oh, yeah. hairy chest. Yeah, that yeah. dude was. Yeah, uh, that dude was he didn't uh, have those no scary, have, scary, no scary, scary features. Scary. He was pretty dense. He was a beast. Oh yeah. So, um, I know one that uh, that Steve was. Uh, well, excuse me, Kenny was afraid of uh, on last year's Halloween show. Prince Karras from Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Um, otherwise, <laughs> uh, he he was a mummy. Right. Which ECW had a mummy, but he was called the Yeti. I'm not really sure because I always thought Yeti and Bigfoot were the same thing. I I don't know. Um, Another one from the South that actually still wrestles um, that uh, was known for blood and guts and like barbed wire and all this other stuff from TNA, Abyss. 
I don't. I'm not familiar with him. Um, only because I can never really find TNA. I don't have that freaking pop channel. <laughs> I do have the, yeah. the thing you put me up with, so I watch all the pay per views. But yeah, I'm not. I'm some of those guys I just don't get to know yet. Yeah, Abyss. Abyss has kind of become a little kind of watered down. But back in the day, Abyss was pretty. Wow. Yeah, so, and of course, you know, there was uh, the creepy, creepy, for about five minutes, seven, WCW. Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. And so, not that that seven is the only creepy character in that wrestler's history. I mean, Goldust is pretty creepy, or used to be pretty creepy in his own way. So... Um, I tell you what, when we were doing our rumors uh, last week, um, there was a guy that we, there was a rumor his legs had to be, the guy that started no-selling um, Lex Luger in the cage, and Lex Luger just climbed the cage and got the fuck out. I forget his name. Who is that guy? Bruiser, Bruiser Brody. There you go. That's the scary son of a bitch. That might be one of the scariest. Next to the Wild Samoans or something, that's just one dude I would oh. not want to be along with. The Wild Samoans. Man, great tag team, but they were kind of, yeah, yeah. They were, I mean, I know, I know people scared. looking back now will watch, we'll watch the Wild Samoans now and go, really? But back then, in the 80s, that was like, oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, that was some scary stuff. So, yeah, they um, didn't play. Before I get into our our WWF ones, I'm going to throw a, a weird little twist out here for you. Um, I'm going to toss out one wrestler from WCW, one from WWE, and I want to get opinions on which one was probably the scarier. And you guys will probably laugh. So, so I am going to pit in. Uh, we'll call this our war of, or hey, our Monday night war, but it'll be the Sunday night war since it's Sunday night. So check this out, Mike. What do you think? Vampiro from WCW versus from the WWE Gangrel, leader of the brood. Um, I'm going to go with Vampiro only because before he got to WCW, he was one scary motherfucker in Mexico. It didn't translate to what they thought it would in WCW, like kind of like the Demon King in, in WWE now, you know, walks out and has sold and has gotten over. But I know what that, that character was capable of, and I don't think Grell ever really got over, especially considering the two guys he walked out with are in the Hall of Fame. So... Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe not Christian. Well, maybe yeah. But either way, um, they went on to have tons of success, both multiple-time WWE, WWF champions, and Gangrel. I, I think he still wrestles uh, indie stuff and opened up a cannabis shop. Is that right? Well, you know, I mean, you can say all you want about the other members of the Brood, but neither one of them are regulars. At OSCW in the Carolinas. Just saying. Okay. Just saying. Gang, 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 has got a leg up on both of them. I mean, they're they're not even on on WWF. Don't you have a show on WWF anymore? Well, I, I don't know if they're making a new season, but but Gangrel's a regular. So I mean, 
I mean, from what I saw from the uh, from the documentary, I mean, one of those guys from the brood spends half his time like walking through the mountains. I mean, trying to get a Asheville high or something like that. I don't know, but Gangrel's wrestling. Well, if we're gonna do a versus, I got one. Um, Luna, right. Luna versus Sherry Martell or Scary. Sherry. Oh. Hmm. Wow, that's a lot of screaming. That's a lot of screaming, and it's weird screaming. It's not just the average female scream. It's it's like psycho ward, nineteen fifties old school hospital screaming. There you go. Hmm. God, I don't know. I would say. I would say if it is like a screwed up match, like maybe something like like in a dungeon, I would say Vashon takes it. But if it's a regular match, I would say Sherry Martell just because um, she's smarter and has better moves and has managerial skills, I say in that situation, she takes it. And um, a ton in a, more experience. Yeah. And in a cage... Hmm. In in a cage, I'd say I don't know if I'd want to see that match. That might just be a little weird. That might be something that uh, you know who'd want to see that match. Probably the only person that would really really want to see that match would be Jerry the King Lawler. Yeah, you could do a hell in so, a cell with those two. You could literally sell it as hell in a cell. Oh yeah, a little a lot of hair pulling and a hell of a lot of screaming. Yeah, no, no doubt. Who got you got another versus? Um, well, you know, here here's the funny thing. Um, um, no, but but um, well, you know what? Yeah, I do. I have I have I have I have one that would be kind of fun. Um, if I could remember the wrestler's name. Um, if you remember, there was oh, okay. Here's how's this. The Black Scorpion from WCW, the guy that stalked WWE's Papa Shango. Mm, Both of them with magical powers. Um, shit, I'd have to go. Yeah, I'd have to go with Papa Shango. I think. That's a tough one, though. That's a tough one. That's like saying Kane or The Undertaker. You know, it kind of depends on which day of the week, you know? Yeah, yeah, true, true, true. So, that's tough. <laughs> that's there tough. you go. So, um, let me see. Oh, here's one. Here's one. How's that? How's this? The Shockmaster versus the Boogeyman, the Birthday Boy. <laughs> I'll go with the Boogeyman. I'll go with the Boogeyman yeah. over the Shockmaster. Pretty, pretty decent, pretty decent career. But I'd go with the Boogeyman. He's definitely scarier. You know, yeah, and 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 you got to figure one one is able to hold his worms very well, and the other one can't even hold yeah. his helmet on. So, <laughs> no doubt. So, no all doubt. right. So what we're going to do is we actually that that actually kind of went through our WWE WWF list, and you mentioned two of the scariest wrestlers of all time, and of course they are from that area, but both of them actually got their starts in the South as other wrestlers. Um, um, the Christmas Creature, The Punisher, a bunch of other wrestlers. So um, who would you say 
we we know who we probably pick over the long haul. But if we were next WrestleMania, today, now, this day and age, next WrestleMania, if it was a true shoot match, Taker or Kane, the brothers, if they were to take on each other. Today. Today. Well, I'd have to go with Kane today. Yeah. I would think so. You know, I might might have to go with Kane the whole time, actually. You know, um, The Undertaker is one of the best characters, but you're talking about shooting? Yeah, I don't, I don't. I think Kane's the one of the last dudes backstage in that locker room I'd mess with. All right. Anybody else scary you can think of? I can tell you who tries to be scary and it just doesn't go over with me, and that's the the Bray Wyatt. It just, you know, I don't even from well, the anybody from the side, Wyatt family. I mean, yeah, it just. Doesn't doesn't really it doesn't scare me, you know. And just knowing Braun Strowman was was one of the flunkies for two and a half years in the, the Wyatt family, I guess that might be why he doesn't really do it for me. Um, but yeah, I can't think of of too many that we may have left out. We got the Wild Samoans in there, and to me, they used to be scary as hell. But I was a little kid. Um, I'm sure yeah. there's some pretty scary guys in, in ECW, but I'm not as versed in the ECW era, um, so I'm not really sure. That's we we need our birthday boy Will here right now for that. But a great Kabuki was a good one. I remember him coming. Oh out. yeah. What was his name? Um, what was that ball headed guy's name? Ah, mm, oh, Gary. Gary. Um... Oh my God! Everybody listening is going to be like, "Really, guys?" Yeah, Gary Hart. Gary Hart. Gary Hart. There you go. Yeah, Gary that was Hart. one of his best. They came out together. You knew it was about to get a little ghoulish and, and crazy. Mm-hmm. So, I was back in the classic days of wrestling. Of course, you mentioned the missing link. God, we love. It. Hey, not really scary. I think. I think maybe when he started off, he was scary. But by the time we probably experienced him, he was more fun. George the Animal Steel. Yeah. Yeah. That George guy the Animal Steel. If you're Miss Elizabeth. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, Katniss Jack. He was just crazy. He wasn't that scary yeah. to me. Mankind came off really scary. You know what I mean? Like, especially yeah. the vignette for Mankind grow, coming into it. But, um, hmm. It was, I'll tell you another one that kind of went through the AWA days, and he put people on his his uh, stretcher he brought to the ring. Oh, man, his stretcher had his name on it. Um, gosh, he had a, a, a oriental beard-looking goatee, ball-headed. Uh, oh, man. half the wrestlers that ever wrestled. Wrestled. Yeah. Excuse me. His name was is Ox something. He's like six foot six. Ox Baker. Um, Ox Baker. Yes. There you. That may be it. You're probably right. I'm gonna have to assume you know. But yeah, he used to carry like his own little, mm-hmm. like emergency, look like a military. What you if you were in the field and somebody got shot up and you had to carry them out of there, it looked like that. There you go. But he was very intimidating and scary. Hell. Well, you know, back in the uh, back in the seventies and eighties, of course, you know, like uh, the Russians 
were scary because, you know, we, we thought they were going to take over the world. Yeah, true. So, so. All right. So anybody scary? Anybody else scary on our list? No. No, nobody else scary. I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of wrestlers that were scary. Um, you know, then there's wrestlers that probably were meant to be scary, like Fake Sting. Yeah. <laughs> like like Vader. Vader was supposed to be just scary as hell. So, well, you know, I think when he started, he was he was probably, you know, but, you know, when we were younger, when I was younger, excuse me, I'm older than you are, um, they were a lot. You know, King Kong Bundy was very intimidating. Um, I remember yeah. standing on the floor at the uh, Civic Center here with the walkway and watching El Gigante or whatever he was in, in WWE walk down the aisle. And um, I had already watched Hogan walk down the aisle and go, holy crap, Hogan's tall. And then he walked down the aisle and I was like, are you freaking kidding me? Yeah, I'm sure. Oh, sure. you know, so. Hey, let's not bear. He's the he's one of the defining scary dudes. Any anybody that walks to the ring with an urn, pretty scary. There, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, urn? Just a, just an honorable mention for Paul Bear. There you go. There you go. So. All right. Well, I think we are pretty much near the end of yet another episode, and, and we've had fun. Um, if people ever wonder, you know, if uh, you know they listen and go, what the hell are these guys talking about? What's the point? This is a fan show. We're fans. We like talking. We love Southeastern wrestling, but we love wrestling, period. And that's why we like talking about wrestling. So True that. Um, we do have some guests coming up, but we can't tell you who they are yet because um, we haven't really planned their dates yet. But I believe that next episode will also be live on Sunday next week. So that should be cool. So, And hopefully um, everybody will be here this time. So, so we'll Mike, any last boy. words? Yeah, we'll let our birthday boy Will off the hook. Um, and uh, sorry I missed that game Friday night. I'm glad Evans won. Um, if not, that'd be about it. Yeah, their run yeah, game yeah, is sick. But, well, but to be honest, that. to be honest, Lakeside was having some pretty good success running as well. What they were not having success with is um, holding on to the ball. So they were doing pretty Fair good enough. running on Evans' defense, but they kept turning. Eventually, they would turn the ball over, and uh, Evans was just way, way, way too powerful for them. So oh. Evans is good, man. They set a record uh, the week before against Greenbrier. They set a school record for a couple things. So they're doing really good this year, man. Um, and uh, I would like to see them next week, but they're way too far. I think they're in Conyers, but. Um, Honestly, thinking about going to the Bamberg game, to, I mean the Barnwell game, to see uh, Deshaun Watson play um, in person. That dude is, for our, for our listeners, he's a defensive guy in Barnwell who set all kind of records and only a sophomore. Um, amazing. Wow. Well, we found out this morning, uh, this early in the season, that um, Burke County, I believe it was, won the region. And they won it by defeating Thompson, Georgia, in a war. 
And if you guys, if you guys out there know anything about wrestling in this area, I mean, excuse me, football, high school football in this area, defeating Thompson, Georgia, whether it be by blowout or whether it be by one point, is not an easy task. Not an easy no, task. No, it's not. So, so big shout out to Burke County for that. So, um, yeah, we're going to have to catch a football game, but as well as we're going to have to catch wrestling, Russell Cade coming up. You guys make sure you check that out. So I think we're going to go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and get out of here because I believe that there is a night game because it is Sunday night. All righty. Well, everybody have a good one. Happy Halloween. All right. And just remember, gwhnewsandnotes.blogspot.com. Check out all the information from Georgia Wrestling History, including um, upcoming indie dates, uh, WWE dates, uh, all the other dates for everything, results, videos, history. Um, there's TV shows on Tuesday night, Thursday night. You can catch us on Sunday night. Um, I want to say that there's other stuff on there. And if you listen to our show, eventually you will hear everything from football to racing to wrestling to stripping to rock and roll. Um, and occasionally Mike will talk about getting drunk and alcohol. So it's all good. So, um, yeah, Mike, thank you for actually um, joining me so I wouldn't have to be alone because it's kind of hard to have a discussion by yourself. That can be done. That can be done. Yeah, yeah. I'm an only child, so I've done that before. And so uh, we're going to give a shout-out to Will Wheeler, who if he's on the way back from Asheville, then you know what? Actually, to be honest with you, he's probably a luckier man than you and I put together then. And, and, and Will knows that. So, um, and, um, that, um, our very own Kenny J is doing well tonight. Um, so, um, Hey, any, any, any last, this last chance, Mike, any last words? Um, not really just have a safe and happy Halloween and it's on a weekday this year. So slow the fuck down when it gets dark. All right. Well, you heard it right there. Uh, watch out for kids. Don't uh, don't hit anybody. Um, um, and it's oh, there it is. Um, don't hit anybody. Watch out for kids. They're out getting candy. Um, and if you decide to go out and get your own candy, <clears throat> make sure you be safe doing that too. And make sure you don't drive. For uh, for Kenny J, Will Wheeler, and of course for who joined me tonight. Mike Garrett, this is Stoney. Thank you for listening to GWH TV Talk on the Georgia Wrestling History website. We thank you for listening to this broadcast, a production brought to you by the GWH Radio Network. Stay tuned to GeorgiaWrestlingHistory.com for the latest information on upcoming events and more. As always, we thank you for your continued support.